Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Welcome to Travel Market Life. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking data, data, data in hotels. What is the role of the CRM in the hotel ecosystem? How do you use maybe the CRM within your business? And why is it important? How is the guest journey changing? And what is data, what type of data is needed to make a good start? And what is the impact of the GDPR that came in two years ago, and particularly around COVID-19. And when is it important to outsource? Well, these are some of the questions that we're going to be discussing in a moment with the Director of Business Development for UK and Ireland of SHR, which is a company that provides tools and services to simplify the complex landscape of distribution and guest engagement, Tanya Stellard. Now, when it comes to data, and I particularly work with data quite regularly uh, as a marketeer, it's about understanding which is the right data to use and how to use that data effectively to increase the engagement levels and drive conversion for bookings. But it's also giving you that insight to understand the operations of your business and where it is performing to be able to work with real good key performance indicators of which you can improve the performance of every aspect uh, in regards to how you generate revenue, but also how you deliver that guest experience. So, Tanya, thank you for joining me today. How are things going for yourself in the UK? Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me today. Um, they're going quite well, actually. You know, hotels are starting to reopen uh, and, and tourism is getting back on track for the domestic market. Um, so it's Excellent. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're juggling so many things at the moment from new government announcements to uh, lockdowns being imposed on different localities, which is obviously affecting uh, the opportunity for some of those hotels uh, to be able to bring guests in. Um, and then obviously we're seeing a bit of a difference between city and um, non-city, countryside um, and, and, and um, beach resort hotels. So there's quite a bit to be managing and, and helping out for the industry at the moment. Absolutely. I mean, as you said, the you know, cities are quieter at the moment. Um, this time of year, people want to take a holiday. Some can't risk going out of the country and having to quarantine on the way back. So a lot of hotels are really geared up for that family destination or that resort style. Um, and they want an experience. So people are taking holidays in the UK, those staycations. They're even just traveling as far as a, a, say an hour away from their home, but it's just to have that relaxation. The demand for travel is still there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was in a discussion about the disruption of OTAs with Urban Living Festival just a couple of weeks ago. And you can check out the webinar on uh, the YouTube channel. And we're particularly talking about how distribution has greatly changed and, and will be severely impacted compared to what it was pre-COVID-19 for at least the next year, year and a half. You know, we, we can't go to as many markets as we had hoped to. Uh, other markets have been closed down for us or there are limitations or we've got the quarantine and staycations is high on the agenda. Um, it's practical, practical um, it's easy, 
um, and there's less risk of you not being able to make it to your destination. But with that comes a lot of complexities and challenges for hotels who have to change the way they originally source their guests to how they source their guests today. Um, and what are the key things that you would advise a hotel to be looking at uh, when they're trying to grab the staycation market? I mean, the hotels have to remarket themselves so that people are aware that they can come for a staycation. Traditionally, they wouldn't have necessarily looked at those destinations. So, you know, in all of their communication, all of their website, all of their everything that they put out on social needs to attract that type of guest, which may be a different market segment to what they're used to. So corporate hotels now are at the moment um, lying empty. They're now trying to see what they can do within their areas, within their cities to bring people there. You know, London is quiet at the moment. It's a perfect time to explore if you haven't done so before. You know, um, down in Cornwall, Devon, Dorset, you have all of that beautiful coastline. Those hotels are already geared up for this summer. They've now been inundated and, you know, overbooking at the moment. Um which, you know, has increased their demand, which is fantastic in this pandemic. Um, but the others just need to adapt their market segments that they're targeting. I mean, it's about the long term as well. It's about what you're going to do post-summer. When it gets to the dark winter, cold uh, evenings and days and wet weather that we're going to expect, you know, how can you adapt your offering uh, to be appealing at that particular time? And then I also read somewhere that um, some hotels are looking at renting their rooms by the day or by the hour instead, particularly for those who want to escape working from home. And this is all essential information that you need right to know how to target the market yes yes i mean you know your guest better than anybody else or you should know your guests so if people have stayed with you before businesses that have had those meetings etc that can't right now those are the type of things that you need to be doing looking at your data and adapting to the new norm for the time being everyone's got a short medium and long-term plan the short term might last longer than expected. You know, if we have a really good September, people will still be doing staycations, depending on when restrictions are lifted and, and government um, allow us to go abroad more, then it may change again. But we're all cooped up at home right now and we want to change this. So anything that a hotel can do to promote coming away, just having a relaxation in the evenings, you know, going down your local hotel for a drink, going to the restaurant, just really capturing the imagination of the guest. I mean, this is where we are seeing the guest change, a uh, guest journey change. I mean, it's not about um, looking at which uh, destination in the world to go to. It's now trying to find availability somewhere close to them. And a, a lot of this is about how you harbour that data and how you use the data of your existing guests. Now, um, traditionally, this has been within the CRM, uh, the Customer Relationship Management Platform, um, that is within the ho- hotel ecosystem, hotels of many other different types systems that they'll use to record data but what's particularly important about the CRM and what is its capabilities? Um, There's lots and lots of capabilities but I think I start out by saying a lot of hotels still don't use this technology. It's been around for many many years um, but PMS still seems to be the dominant trait of holding this guest data which isn't dynamic at all. You're creating lists, you're creating segments, but you can't do anything with that data. So first of all, you need to have a clean set of data. You need to validate the data that you've got is correct. 
and that you are able to use it. Um, so putting it into a CRM with dynamic campaigns, you'll be able to attract a better guest um, and then hopefully get the revenue generation from that. Now, let's just talk about this, you know, data. I mean, that's all about numbers. And that's a lot of numbers. I mean, <laughs> is the CRM doing a lot of the number crunching um, and, and uh, data manipulation on behalf of you? Or is there a lot of manual work that needs to be done by a hotelier to get it working? No, you, this can't be done manually anymore. There's too much, too many tasks to complete. Um, and we don't have the time to do that. Hotels have got lack of resource at the moment. They need a system that's automatically going to do these tasks for them. So segmenting data, you can have a list of data and you would you know, put them into maybe a family category, but you have different persona types within that family category. So if you had a dynamic content in there, um, it would update automatically as and when something changes on the behavior. So that's when you can really start doing that automation and getting the best guest. You can't be doing this on your own anymore. No. So talk to me more about their behavior then. I mean, is it a matter that you are recording all activities made by a particular person, a particular guest and identifying their interests, what they've liked, what they haven't liked and, and using that information to present to them the most relevant offer or product that you have at that point? Absolutely. So you can look at this data on their past days or their past behavior. Um, it could be on a cancellation of a, re a reservation, could be on a future stay that they have with you. But if you're looking at past, you could bring all of that data together to then give them the best offer. So it could be a same package as you'd offer somebody else, but you would brand it differently. You would target it differently. Um, Netflix are a great example of this. If I watch a TV series um, and they recommend another one for me to watch, the picture on the icon may be different to say my partner, but it's the same TV show. So it's all about having that dynamic content that would drive the attention of that particular persona type. I must say, um, there's a couple of things, if we talk about Netflix, um, of the communications <laughs> I get from them that I actually open every single time. I mean, most stuff I just you know, delete. Um, but in particular, it's what people are watching close to you. So yeah. what people in my local area are watching. So I, yeah. I'm like, oh, I can have a conversation with people about that program. I better watch that. And it's, yeah. it's that idea, you know, where are people local to you going? What are people local to you um, doing? Uh, what activities or what food are they eating? What drinks? What special offers have you got? I mean, this all allows for what we call geolocating, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's all about targeting people maybe within a 50-mile vicinity to you. Mm -hmm. um, or you might be targeting people who you know are based in Scotland or are based in mm -hmm. Wales or Ireland. Who, who are able to travel, but you're offering them a very specific uh, communication and package. Absolutely. And, and you would offer them a, a longer duration, perhaps a three or four night stay instead of a one or two night. Um, so it would attract their needs. Definitely. Um, I mean, when it comes to planning this, um, what's the best way? Because I mean, that's a lot to think about, isn't it? By segmenting in, in, in such micro groups of people. How, how should a hotel first start by uh, making use of its available data? Where should, I mean, they should take small steps to begin with or, or actually build a full plan first? No, everything nowadays needs to be done very, very quickly. You can't wait to have everything perfect. So you need to just have a primary and a secondary um, set of segments that you're working towards. So if your primary is the family market, um, you may then have secondary data points from that family market. 
um, but you're concentrating on that family market for the summer period. Within that, you may have different um, time periods. So if you have a two night or three night stay, and they may have some different requirements, you know, are they going to be eating in your restaurant? Are they going to be looking at activities out, outside of the hotel? Are they just going to be able to utilize the swimming pool, the spa area and that kind of thing? You could then put a spend limit, for example, on previous stays. And all of these things would then go into that dynamic content and they would push the right offer to the right person. So don't spend too much time trying to segment the data. Try and do like primary markets and then let the system put the rules in place to allow it to adapt. I mean, I was speaking to um, uh, Urban Living Festival again the other day, and then they were talking about this idea that, you know, it's better to target your your previous guests because they have a familiarity with your hotel. They know exactly what to expect and that that's going to be the quickest way to get bookings than they're trying constantly always go for a new market. I mean, sometimes you think, well, well, I've been to a hotel. Why would I go there again? Well, no, I mean... People have loyalty and trust and and associate that um, if they've been with you before. So all of the data that you have are on guests that have already stayed with you. But it's all about the personalization of how you then contact them. If you're sending a blast email out to the 30 or 40,000 contacts that you have in your marketing database, then that's not going to be effective. So absolutely, you, you must be targeting people that have stayed with you before, but it still needs to be personalized. I mean, what happens, though, um, particularly with that, uh, where, you know, guests, they come, they go. Um, as I say, sometimes they're a one-time stay. Others are repeat guests, and that's where you're going to get them the easy money. Um, but how do you ensure that you maintain GDPR? Um, because, you know, that's quite a tricky, sticky issue, and it's been just over two years now uh, since it came into force. And I think a lot of businesses are still very nervous about holding customer data. Well, by now, hopefully, hotels won't be holding any data that they don't have consent for. Um, So somebody checks in, somebody checks out. You have to have consent to their market to them after they stay with you. You know, pre and post stay emails or mid stay emails, they're, they're classed as transactional emails. So they don't count in the marketing purposes. So if you're sending them a newsletter, you know, they've had to have opted in to to receive that. Um, But cleansing the data and validating the data should have already been done and it should be an ongoing task. If somebody contacts you and says that they don't want to have that communication anymore, then the systems all need to be automated to take them off of those lists and delete them if necessary. You know, the customer has the right to be forgotten um, and deleted and not contacted. We manage that in a couple of different ways. We have a guest portal. So if anybody stayed with us before, they can automatically log in and see their profile details of what the hotel holds on them. They can update them, they can change them, and they can set their preferences. So they may want, you know, just to be included in uh, a newsletter, but they don't want any promotional material. So putting an, an additional layer like that on top will help you then market to these people. And one of the things with COVID-19, particularly at the moment with local lockdowns happening and a lot of talk around uh, track and trace and wanting um, establishments to actually record all the public that are visiting or or staying with them. Is a CRM useful here and and can it be used to record all the people that come in and out of their property in order to help with COVID-19 tracking? 
it really depends on what integrations you have in place there. So traditionally, a CRM is always connected to your CRS and your PMS. So anybody that's made a reservation to stay in the hotel will automatically be connected there. So you'll have those details and you know what time they've checked in and what time they've checked out. Um, where it comes different is if you've got a restaurant and bar um, separate, you would maybe need to take reservations at this point now so that you're limiting the amount of people that are coming in, but you're also recording those details for track and trace. Excellent. I mean, one of the things is about integrations, and that is a big import, important part of the hotel ecosystem. And these integrations, and we, we have um, particularly an episode called Open APIs for anybody who wants to learn more about uh, different types of interfaces and integrations and what they mean, but they help share the data between different systems. Um, and, and this is one thing that's really important for SHR and, and having those right connections. What, what sort of systems do you guys connect with and, and um, how can that help uh, hotels make a decision on um, their CRM? So we started really with our own CRS. So we find it incredibly difficult to understand why people don't connect as much as possible to start with. You know, the data that you can get between system and system is only on the, the components that match. You know, so it, it, if, if one CRM can take 50 fields, but, you know, a channel manager or a booking engine has only got 15 to give, then you're only going to be receiving that minimal data. So the more systems that you connect to each other, you're going to get more data in one consolidated place. So ours, for example, our CRS and our CRM and our RMS all talk to each other seamlessly. So any data that is put into one goes into another one so that we can see everything about that guest journey and the history. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, you know, one of the things that has changed a lot over the last few years is uh, multi-channel communication. And uh, we've we're sort of moved away, starting to move away from email being the primary form of communicating with guests. And now we've got social media platforms and direct messaging like WhatsApp and SMS. I mean, is, is, is this definitely going to be a trend moving forward and uh, for hoteliers to be considering different ways in which to connect with the guests through different um, messaging platforms? Absolutely. I mean, people are using this quite well nowadays, um, but it needs to happen more so. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to pick up the phone and speak to somebody if I have a question. I would find it a lot simpler to WhatsApp. So you need a messaging platform that's going to record all of this as well. And everybody has, you know, a different language that they use on these platforms. So you have to be in tune with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there are a lot of um, new messaging platforms out there. And what I've learned from a lot of those that there, is that they do connect nicely with the PMS and the CRM. So you can send out messages across what we call omni-channel, so multiple channels, uh, whether it be by email or social media or direct messaging. It just gives a hotel that greater chance of having that direct communication with that guest and being more personal at the same time. And the great thing about a lot of these new tools is they're recording and they're keeping the data to build profiles of your guests. Absolutely. So you really get to know them, as you say, for your repeat guests. And there are people, you know, who, who will go to the same location every year, whether it's to visit family or, or to do business mm -hmm. or just because they like the area, that these are the people that you can really start to enhance that experience um, when, when they're traveling and when they're staying with you. Absolutely. 
yeah and, 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 and also in, uh, with that as well with the guest messaging you may start with a, a traditional chatbot that isn't the the hotel writing the responses but you now have the ability to take over from that so you have the chatbot doing some of the hard work for you answering the questions of opening times closing times but having that integrated into your crm is really key data now, a lot of these different things that we've talked about from revenue management to marketing and, and, and guest communications, it can be a lot for someone to handle with maybe a little experience um, or who have not necessarily developed those communication skills or, or maybe even for a team that's currently so widely stretched because they're servicing guests and trying to maintain COVID-19 hygiene standards. Um, when should they consider outsourcing um, well, you need to have your systems in place, first of all, and you have to have your clear data. If you don't have the skill set in-house, there's a lot of agencies out there that will partner with you to do this for you. If you can't get the communication right, um, then you're, you're, it's a detriment to your brand and your image. So it's really key. If you don't have the skill set, it is very easy to learn. And with partners or with the companies that provide CRMs like ourselves, we will walk you through it. We will build the systems for you. We can even build loyalty programs that will help. And loyalty doesn't necessarily mean they've got a points card. It could just be that you recognize them as a regular guest. Um, templates and automation is the way forward. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, with that SHR, uh, your, your tools um, are integrated. Um, they can be automated by utilizing the data to its best uh, it possibly can do. But you also provide that service in order to get um, the hotels working on the platform and optimizing um, the, the different features and functionalities with that. Absolutely. And piece by piece, not everybody wants to implement everything at once because it is a big task. You know, if you're not used to doing this thing and it's all new to the hotel um, and the team that are doing it, then what we would recommend is starting off just doing your normal transactional emails, you know, post-day, pre-day. These are very, very basic things that have been around for a long time, but hoteliers are still not utilizing to the best of their ability. And then we would start segmenting the data and then we can start doing drip campaigns for them. Um, now, all of this is set up with, they need to give us the, the, the knowledge of the hotel, the local area, what's the story behind the brand? Um, everything like that but we can build these templates and we can show them how to set it up once you've got all of the rules in place the system will work for itself excellent wow i mean the system works for itself that'd be fantastic <laughs> particularly as you say the data guest books the data comes in the data's stored you've got your campaigns they're all set to run it's all scheduled sounds like there's very little to do apart from developing the right promotions and the right packages for the right audience absolutely yes excellent wonderful well to all those hoteliers out there who are looking to upgrade their systems and provide more personalization and more communications to really grab those bookings and additional revenue um check out shr but it's also looking at some of the other tools that uh, we have explored during our hotel tech clinic series tanya thank you very much for joining me today and for talking us through the crm and the opportunities available there no thank you very much brian it's been a pleasure so don't forget, do check out the Hotel Tech Clinic series to find out some of the other tools that are available. Uh, we'll be uh, coming to you with more um, systems and applications in the coming episodes. So stay tuned. Go to travelmarket.life for the full program of 
um, interviews that we have done here and you'll be able to see what is of interest to you. Thank you for joining me. Stay tuned. I'm Ryan Haynes, your host. Ciao for now. For more, go to travelmarket.life. The music, Sensation by Zach Nelson, is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a rainbow social media and advertising production for Haynes Marcom's Digital Marketing Agency.